of a lady and the love of a man I loved her so dearly Hello, internet. Welcome once again to the Praying for Preacher podcast. Preacher has got a second season, so it makes sense that we should as well. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, uh, the Housebroken Geek, also known as Pip Mason, and I'm joined once again uh, by the maverick renegade known as Chris Sykes. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Are you all well? It's been a year. Um, almost, yeah. Pretty much. How it are has, you? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be going into a second season. Um, in a way, it, the show was in like a kind of like development hell. For so, so long. long, so very long, and I'm I'm very I, glad that it's carried on. Well, for I can still season. scarcely believe that a first season happened, and so it's actually now really it's really weird to actually be sat here and going like and actually addressing the idea of a second season. Well, yeah, well, just it's, to readdress, like the reason that this podcast exists is because us back in which you can't remember, as I recall, whereas I etched it forever into my memories, mm. is we always said. You know, well, initially it was for the film that, like, when I think it was Sam Mendes was developing a film that, oh, when it comes out, we're gonna have to have like a, a show or something talking about it, and that was like ten years ago. Oh, like, we're, and then they finally came out with a TV series. So I, I stole you back you, and, you, and you said, did. let's let's talk about. Were, were podcasts even a thing though when when we fir- like when you first kind of got me into? Maybe it was a blog or a MySpace page. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it was it was one of them. But here we are. So uh, we 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 talked about. Uh, well, initially we had na- we had a nice little plan. Which was uh, we were going to talk about the premiere and then maybe do an episode every three episodes. This mm. season has thirteen episodes, by the way, not uh, ten like the first season. Oh, it has right, thirteen okay. episodes. So, so that means premiere, like episode four, episode seven, episode eight, episode twelve, and then maybe one for the finish. However, Amazon for me ruined that because they uploaded the first two episodes. So already my my OCD is just fucked. It's, yes, it's. I mean, yeah. uh, it it was a surprise to me, and a not entirely welcome one. Like, what I, what I discovered is that, like, this was a, a clear case of like, oh, I guess I'm I'm getting older. Yeah. Because rather than being like, oh right, they're doing two, are they? Wicked. I was actually like, well, that's inconvenient. Like, like yeah. It was. It it kind of showed that I apparently have like a. Uh, I'm set in my ways and I'd like to know what the hell's happening but yeah basically although I was not watching via um, Amazon and waited for it to um, come onto iTunes fortunately they both did like the double upload so I was able to check out both episodes yeah, otherwise so, so, yeah, so- it would be quite a You'd be ruining quite a lot for me. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, this sort of first episode of the Praying for Preacher podcast, we were talking about episode one and two. That's of, correct. Uh, of Phil, let Preach me tell season you two. Yep. the title of those episodes. I appreciate that because I've had a very long working day and now I have to record like several podcasts. So, oh, yeah. so tell gosh. me, tell me, tell me. Uh, the first episode was 
unsurprisingly enough, called On the Road, and episode two was titled Mumbai Sky Tower. Of course it was, yes. So uh, should we start talking about episode one? And well, can I just say, probably straight off the bat, uh, we're not going to go through like... While I respect podcasts that do that, like proper analytical scene by scene, this is the move. I'm just going to talk about general stuff. I don't respect you. Don't you just don't respect anyone? (laughs) Because as I've established earlier, that you are a maverick renegade. Yeah, that's true. Um, Um, That I one thing straight off the bat is I do think this series started off much stronger than season one. Uh, Most definitely. I I don't know uh, what you feel about that. Well, um, it's a I I guess I I wouldn't say I necessarily felt that but I would say in fact well I I basically felt it it felt a lot more like preacher well yeah <laughs> in well, in, well, in the sense that like I I feel like for um well, it's because like, like the the road trip element of the story has finally started, which mm-hmm. which again is mainly what the comic, the original comic book is. It was a road trip. Yeah, of course. So it the, was also a rogue trip. Yes, for rogues. Yes, and and that sort of the the main sort of drive of the original story has finally started. So I'm, yeah, no, I'm I, happy I, about that. I completely, I completely agree in the sense that it is it is really nice to be. Um, to be very much kind of like in the in the space of what we're experiencing now are, are sort of like very kind of like stereotypically classic preacher-ish scenarios of almost like, you know, like a, a family fortune style scoreboard of like scenarios or bits. And so as a, as a result, I I was really really impressed. Yeah. Um, I you know I thought we were off to uh, an absolutely cracking start. Um, at the same time though, I do kind of feel like I've not got any sort of um, how to put it. I've I've not got any like ill will to um, how season one began. Or, or indeed, like, season one in general. Well, it was a lot more of a slow burn, as I recall. He got Genesis at the end of episode one, and that's when stuff sort of finally happened. Uh, I'll keep talking, because uh, I realised I need my earphones to check the sound levels, and my gorgeous girlfriend is passing them through the door, so keep talking. That is... Uh, Thanks, sweetie! Incredibly uh, distracting. <laughs> but um, Do you so really it, think that this is a professional affair that we're doing right now? Well, I mean, I... I but how did... Did you... No, like, did did she transmit to you that you needed the headphones, or I guess we'll never know. Uh, Except was... I used my phone. Oh, so. I see. Right. I, well, I wish you'd sent me a message. Then that would have been uh, much less uh, terrifying. Um, so yeah, basically, um, I was really happy with season one. I had a really really great time. Um, I thought they captured the spirit of the comic really fantastically well. At the same time, I felt like the sort of changes that they had made, they felt right to me. Like, they sort of... I could see why they'd gone for them, and I also felt like if we'd gone straight into the whole kind of road trip angle, I could see how 
kind of without like a solid foundation, it, it maybe could have it could have resulted in things feeling like I don't know, possibly like slightly flimsy. Like I feel like. Can you just pause there for a sec? I can. Seamless. Sorry, slightly uh, technical issue there. Uh, hopefully, it won't get picked up. I will edit it out. So, please carry on your thoughts, Mister Sykes. Uh, it's so it's we, the first of the second season. This is going to be. Yeah, you know, just, just you, you threw me off by. I, I'm really the fact sorry. That you decided to acknowledge the mistake. I'm sorry. Um, well, I'll, I guess I'll edit this. I guess out, that's anyway. the opposite of seamless. Damn it. Uh, that's more like very apparent seam. Okay. Well, um, carry on. But yeah, no, it is really, really nice to like see these people in like. Like as much as I as much as I loved the first season, and as much as I was totally happy with the direction they took with it, I'd you know I'd be lying if I didn't say that like it was really nice to see these people, like these characters in the sort of in kind of like classically like kind of preachery settings yeah uh, and situations and it was it was also it was really nice to see people kind of like basically like falling into their like comic established roles well speaking of that how do you feel uh, about the depiction of the saint of killers in well in the start of the second season because um, I mean he showed well again that's what I mean like the sort of it started off with a bang like you think he's just because initially I didn't know what was going on like he, he was doing the thing with the cops and initially I thought it was someone like with a sniper rifle you know so he was out of range of the voice yeah who was after him and it's like oh wait no it's saint of killers and yeah he was just like blowing people away. I'm not entirely sure that a piece of intestine could have been used as a tube for siphoning petrol, but we'll 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 put that, you know, as as dis, you know, throw away that as disbelief. I've got so, a, uh, I've got a feeling it might not. <laughs> there might be too much poo. Yeah. Um she she'll have had a poo mouth now. She'll need to go and have various tests. And like if I was Jesse I wouldn't have kissed her if she'd had a poo mouth. No. Um, I It was immediately clear to me that it was the Saint of Killers, but possibly because I'd read the summary of the episode that said, The Saint of Killers! Um, so I was like, I was... I was, I knew he was turning up relative, like within the span of the first episode, so it wasn't uh, much of a surprise to me. Although, uh, so I, I guess fundamentally, like... I really liked the way he was shot, the performance. Like I thought the actual action involving him was was really enjoyable and was really kind of um it was I thought they managed to kind of the 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 manner in which people were sort of taken down by him was uh in such an like unrelenting way. Quite graphic as well. Yeah, well that's yeah, yeah, like it like that was a really that felt very reminiscent of sort of various kind of like comics panels um so like it was that was really i really really appreciated that that being said though i kind of um i rewatched season 1 about 2 months ago yeah um and two things kind of stood out to me one i enjoyed it a lot less um so it doesn't hold up to rewatch would you say I can't speak for other people. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood, or maybe, maybe I was just less in a kind of preacher headspace, yeah. and maybe like less hanging on its every word to see how it was going to interpret stuff. Okay. I still, I still really enjoyed it, but like, for example, 
I was more aware of there being maybe kind of a bit of a mid-season lull than I felt it'd been the case first time through. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I think I do recall us uh, discussing that uh, um, previously. So, but secondly, I kind of, in a way, I, I don't really get, based on what we saw in season one, the... the why the Saint of Killers is um, pursuing Jesse with such anger. hatred yeah. and anger. Yeah, it like say, I got the impression again that immediate comparison to the comic is going to happen many times in this series. Uh, but I got that he was angry, but it was sort of like really cold. Mm. Uh, well, he froze hell over with his anger, so because he was that cold. But yeah, he's like he's pursuing him with like such hatred, like um, which kind of made me go like, I'm not sure why he would feel that because yeah, he's got nothing far, as, personally as, against him. He's, as far just, as I recall, his the the whole thing was that um, Fjord and Blanc had gone to hell and basically kind of said like, let's let's make a deal if you take care of. Yeah. If you take care of this situation, then will what, like, in some way enable you to... I mean, perhaps we'll find out after the... Because... F- I mean, so we're only... It's we only do, the first episode, isn't it? But maybe, so we yeah. might find some more out. Like, we don't... F- I, I guess we... After... After DeBlanc is killed in that episode... Uh, in I can't remember if it's episode 9 or 10. But um, we don't... I guess we don't see the rest of the conversation, so perhaps there might be... A flashback or something. Yeah, possibly. Um, like, perhaps there might be something more, but I, I did feel like his... It, to me, if anything, it's like... I I wasn't sure why there would be such like strong personal hatred. I think the main, um, the main thing I sort of took away from it... Oh, you've knocked down our face. I do apologise. Sorry, I've got uh, Funkos of Jesse and... Uh, Eugene to inspire us next to the microphone. Uh, I think the main thing I took away is because uh, again, like he, well, he he can track him using the voice, which again I think that's new as well, isn't it? Or I can't uh, remember yeah, if he did that in the yeah, comic. but uh, no, he he didn't. But I I I feel pleased with that as a well, because also it limits that he won't use it all the time yeah. because the saint will show up, and that makes which perfect. I sense. think is a really good choice because I think the I I feel like it arguably might work in a comic. Yeah. Um, but I sort of feel like on a recurring TV show, like, that's probably the well, worst it's so, thing. it's so OP, because he can <laughs> just do a whatever he wants. Any issue, oh, I can just get out of it. Mm. So, same probably with the reason that they've done it so uh, the voice doesn't work on him, which, again, I'm sure in the comic it did. Well, it's it's interesting you should mention that, because I was trying to remember... I couldn't quite remember if the, if the, if the word had worked on... Uh, the saint, and I think it did as well. I think it did, because the saint basically just said, like, don't do that again, and you just didn't, because he was... Yeah, the voice works on him, but he's still scared. I seem to remember, like, he... I I think it might even be... uh, I was going to speak, maybe perhaps a bit too specifically, about comics events, because we... We were going to try and stay away from being too specific. Yeah, ideally. but immediate comparison is... I think it's okay if it's to illustrate a point that you're about to make. But, it, no, it was specific. Ah. Uh, that's why I didn't uh, proceed. Um, but I've got a feeling like that Jesse does compel him at one point to uh, sort of reveal some kind of... S- some secret, and it's, it's not met gladly. Um... But I think 
additionally, having it not work on uh, the scene is like, probably dramatically probably a good call. Yeah, because I think for, the, for like, the same reason as why he can track the voice, because it means he's always a threat. Mm. Like I think that's um, yeah, I, I I feel pretty good about those two. Uh, feel pretty good about those two changes, and I think it's it's always when when you can immediately see why someone might have changed something yeah it always is goes a long way for me to suggesting whether or not it's a valid change yeah um and i think it'll be nice in a way to have that ever-present sense of danger presumably mm-hmm. yeah um i i think you know now we're in now we're actually into the road trip segment like, like we're fully into the show or fully into like the, what we kind of understand as like classic preacher storytelling. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that develops long term if if they're allowed to. Because I I sort of feel like trying to it's it's going to be really fascinating to see how they pace themselves mm, without. Well, well, already it's like interesting with pacing. Like one thing I immediately picked up on is uh, the show. Well, like with season two, it feels a lot different as well. And that's down to a lot to like the editing and, and the things like that. Like, you did, know, when it's did, like, did you, that's interesting. Cause I didn't really, well, with the, when the Saint of Killers was introduced, it's like, I know who you are. And then it flashes up Saint of Killers. Uh, and then there's various points where to draw a point on something you get like it it does I don't know what the word for it basically the entire screen goes black except for like the circle around their heads and the the editing just seems a bit more snappy like I think it feels a, a, a lot different dare I say I don't know if it matches the poster because the poster's sort of like bright purple and orange it's like it almost feels a bit more punkier like a bit more yeah I, I it's almost perhaps you get the sense that maybe um, they might have done like a perhaps a mild. I mean, it's sort of I like mean, it's it's almost like it's finding an identity a little bit. Like it's you know this is the direction we're going in. Well, I I sort of I do feel like it had a fairly firm like identity in its first season, but it kind of seems like one that wasn't necessarily to the liking of all, mm. and it and so I think that in a way. Now that they're actually now that they've been able from a story perspective to get them on the road, they're probably you get the sense now that they're quite keen Yeah. To embrace the some of the more tradition the the elements that I think will sort of tickle the fancy of like long term fans. Because like something that I did think when the episode finished, or when the episode's finished, yeah. is like it would be uh, it's hard for me to imagine someone who likes the comics not liking those two episodes. Yeah. Because I felt like, like not that this is necessarily a, like a barometer of quality, but it felt like they felt so identifiably kind of preacher in in terms in terms of like tone. Yeah. And, and both the execution and like, like the black humor still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still there. Um, like I, I enjoyed both episodes. Just get that out of the way now. I really enjoyed both episodes. Uh, I did have one gripe, mm-hmm. but I, I sort of talked myself out of it a little bit, which is like so they're trying to track down God. They go to one of his preacher friends, who's like a bit of a bookworm, because of course you would. You know, you'd go to a theologist because uh, maybe there's something. Uh, and I love that he just goes like, you know, they're old books. There's no 
prophecy bullcrap whatever <laughs> you know this so it's clearly going like this isn't that type of story there is no like ordained present thing yeah um however i wasn't entirely sure how i felt that like you know i oh you know this one of my parishioners the other day came and said he you know she met god and it's like that's mighty convenient isn't it really um i i, I would have thought they'd have to like look a lot harder mm. than oh, this random woman a couple of weeks ago came up and said, oh, I, I know gods, we're besties. He came to a strip club to watch a jazz band. I mean, um, yeah, uh, that is is fair. I think at the time I kind of hadn't actually processed that as much of a coincidence. I think primarily because I'd, in the moment, I'd assumed it was going to be bollocks. Like, I'd assumed it was... Going to be a, be a false. Going to be like a crazy woman. Who, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so in a way, I because I dismissed it in my own head yeah. as being like, oh, this won't this won't come to anything. That I by the time it actually sort of kind of did come to something, I I'd almost forgotten the the fairly significant uh, uh, contrivance that had occurred. But I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose one of the main sort of. I, I, I don't want to say it's a theme or a thing, but uh, I, I think the series, well, definitely in season two with like how the town exploded and stuff, one of the main sort of through lines in it is sort of serendipitous events. Mm. So that's the way I sort of taught myself out of it. There's like, well, it's we've kind of had that thing before because that's how the town exploded in the first place is it was just like someone's cigarette fell into a vent that was going to overload because the guy was passed out after sleeping with a prostitute you know it, it's it's all kind of you know random events mm-hmm. so i suppose like oh you, yeah i met, bumped into someone who met god i just thought they would have to t- to pick up the trail they would have to you know just look a lot harder yeah it's i mean it's it's hard to say at this stage in a way whether that's sort of, whether that's like an intentional thematic thing that they're doing, or whether, like you were saying, whether it's just whether it's just like a storytelling contrivance, I think my, I, th- I think my my gut f- feels like it's probably the latter. Yeah. Um. But I'm willing to kind of, I'm willing to kind of let them off on that because I think so much else was, um, really stellar. I think actually on on that subject of things being stellar. Something that I was really pleased with about this, like about this two-parter or these first two episodes, was I really felt like. I mean, this was true of the first scenes as well, but I think I really felt like Dominic Cooper had really kind of like come into the role of Jesse really well. Yeah, he's in fact all the characters. I think the dynamic they have all between the three of them is really great. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, I I think. One area that I remember we discussed during the first season yeah. was sort of of the, of the key trio. Obviously, uh, sort of Tulip was easily the sort of like most distinct from her comics character. Yes, in in like a pretty in a pretty significant way. And rewatching the show recently with my flatmate, I kind of discovered that. Like, that was something he remarked upon as well. But that in addition to that, it's also, like, she's not nece- she's equally not necessarily, along with being different to a comics incarnation, she's not necessarily a likeable individual. Yeah. But I feel like towards the end of the season and going into season two, 
I feel like Tulip, I, I think effectively, once they actively, in the finale and in these first two, once they got kind of her and Jesse like on the same page, I feel like their dynamic seem and and both as both as a couple and then as a trio, I think like their dynamic seems to work a hell of a lot better. Yeah, like you kind of. I think in a way because they presumably wanted some of that conflicts in the at the start of the show. They obviously didn't necessarily want Tulip and Jesse on the same page right from the get go. Yeah. But I think one of the one of the one of the negative aspects of that is that I think it's sort of even though they're obviously like a tumultuous, like impetuous kind of couple, I think that one of the, like one of the weird things about Preacher is that Usually, most sort of like romance romances in drama, they uh, they cease to be interesting once like the couple actually get together. Yeah, become a couple. Yeah. Whereas I kind of feel like in Preacher, both in terms of the comic and the TV show, I feel like, but primarily the comic, I feel like Jesse and Tulip are actually probably at their most interesting when they are like a functioning unit. You know. Yeah. And so I think it's really nice to see that. It's really, really nice to see that on screen. Yeah, it's it's a real pleasure. Yeah, uh, I've so I've just remembered I've, I've got two more points to raise, and we should probably move on to like more specifically the second episode. Uh, uh, looking at the time, um, I, one I spotted uh, when they were in the preacher's uh, cabin, uh, they referenced uh, his mother, which they hadn't really done. Ah, yes, before. of course, yeah. They also referenced what I assume is like—is it the box? Mm, which was—it was really nice. I think that's so. That, one I, of the I, I think that's probably going to be where this series is ultimately going. Yeah, is I the think... whole—is it Angel Angelville? Is grandma's? Yeah, estate? it's it's always and, yeah, and, a, bit, and a bit it, more into Jesse's past, and it's. I think yeah. you're probably right. Actually, now you, now you think, I think that they probably will fuck around for a bit, and then I think probably from about. Episode seven or eight onwards, probably more about eight, will start moving in that direction because I think they probably that probably will be sort of like the the closing. Yeah, because initially at the, the, end, the closing yeah. arc of the season, you're right. Because initially at the end of the episode, you know, when it was um, the cowboy walking down the street, and obviously it was the same killers we we now know. Yeah. Uh, right at the end of the episode. Uh, with it referencing the whole experience with the box and and the thing within the fish tank beyond, I thought it was the reason that the um, voice wasn't working on him is because it was John Wayne. Oh, that would have been great, yeah. Like that. Uh, j- just to explain again, just really brief. Uh, in one of the main differences in the comic is uh, Jesse can see John Wayne. And uh, not just when he's watching the searchers on Blu-ray. Yeah, as in he has. It's, it's well, it's never really established who he is, but it's basically basically his imaginary friend is John Wayne because mm. his dad was a huge fan of John Wayne movies, uh, and to sort of cope with a lot of early childhood trauma, he had his imaginary friend who was John Wayne. But it was kind of established that it might not like because I'm sure they said it might have been like a basically like not God but another thing talking to him. But either way, he talked to John Wayne, and that's what I thought was walking up. That like, oh, it's. You know. I, uh, but yeah, I would have. Really, I would have really liked that. I, Which I must, is fine. Like it's. Um, see, then we could have. We could have. 
we could have done some incredibly expensive digital resurrection of John Wayne. Well, they could that have, have cost around well, one like billion an episode. <laughs> well, they could have done it like they did in the comic, which is always no, yeah. in shadow. I assume that they would have, you know, just get an impressionist. He could, you know, he could, he could do it. Uh, and my last point is, well, again, it's it's mainly shown in episode one. Um, because there's the fight at the strip club where a bullet comes through the wall and takes out the old lady they're talking to, is um, sort of, I'm not sure one thing, well in fact we'll go into it a bit more in episode two, is sort of like with the character of Cassidy, mm. who is again slightly different, well majorly different to how he is in the comics I believe, is I'm a bit annoyed I was annoyed is too strong a word, end of day I enjoyed it, but um, he's not very strong or durable. I mean, does he have? Does he have any? Does well, he have again, any increased strength. I'm not in the comic. I'm trying to he's, think. He's a vampire. No, you know? yeah, he, so he's he's. You know, we're not talking super strength. No, no, he's, sorry, he's, sorry. I meant in the show. Does he have any? Well, again, but I'm I trying think, to think back to instances in season one. I'm not entirely sure. I like. It's like he, uh, he. I don't think he does. He should have like in the fight against he, the he angels. Be, he should be slightly stronger and a bit tougher because he's a vampire, but. It seems all we're getting in this series is is a skinny guy and oh he just drinks blood and sets on fire in the daylight and I again this is just me because of the whole mythology and again Cassidy being a badass because he is in, in is I just like him to be a bit like that guy in the strip club he should have took a part because he's strong but I apparently mean, fr- from this a, version we're getting is not like I'm trying to think of other instances in the first season. Like when he has the fight with the angels, I suppose when he goes church. a bit feral and kills that guy when someone like locks, uh, he locks the mayor in the room with him. Yeah, that's um, true. But I, I don't. But that's yeah, when he goes like full vamp. I yeah. Guess. Also, I don't think Miles is like a fight. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's probably. Um, I think I I would just like him to be a bit more. No, no, stronger no. than the average bear. No, I agree there. with you, and I, it's interesting that I think we can assume that he's not. Yeah, like, but, but they, I don't think they've like explicitly stated it. I wonder if they maybe if that was a decision they made after the fact. Because, like for example, if you recall, like in the pilot, he seems to have a bloody good go at those. Um, well, he jumps out of a plane, and yeah, he goes splat on the floor. But he's yeah, but I don't mean I don't mean so much. Uh, I meant. Oh, he does have in, fighting in, in the skill, fight against those guys. Well, that's like, what I mean. Like, in, in you know, he, he he takes out all those guys on the plane, but yet he can't take a bouncer in a strip club. In fact, doesn't someone stab him with like a broken bot, yeah. broken bottle or something? So he's mm. he's already he has already been presented as being quite a tough cookie, and yeah. then he gets overwhelmed by a bouncer. It's like what? But what a bouncer! He's a, he's a, he he probably bounces very good. You know what I love? Uh, that my, that guy. Um, <laughs> that like after the fact, like. I think I'm, I could be wrong about this. I do apologize if I've got this wrong, but how like she's shouting for the bouncer to come and assist her. Yeah, and she's like Doug, but then like later on, like when Cassie's like defended and things, he's like, "Hey, now look, like d- don't have a go at Douglas." Like sort of <laughs> like I kind of I I like how I, I think. One of the big triumphs of this show, both so far, is that like I feel like they've done a re- both in terms of casting and writing. I think Casty's been tremendous in terms of yeah. like I think 
they they kind of couldn't have asked for much. They couldn't have asked for better in terms of him being genuinely really likable, yeah. yet at the same time clearly like a, a bit of a shite. Well, so that's to speak. well. We could talk more about that because going into uh, episode two, mm-hmm. which is titled. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you can ask me. Mumbai Sky Tower. Mumbai Sky Tower. We'll go with that. Um, it's like talking about his vampiric nature. The only sort of toughness he's demonstrated is he has an incredible durability to heroin. Uh, <laughs> yes, which is things. is frankly is a great you know is is a pretty great superpower to have. Yeah. Assuming it still has the desired effect on you. Um, Speaking of which, I thought that was just a wonderful like the the, all, uh, the immediate yeah. overdosing yeah. of uh, Fior. Yeah, Fior. <laughs> I had to think myself then. Well, again, um, that, like he knew that you think he's going to like torture him or beat him up, and it's like no, all Fior wants is a friend. We're just going to have a, we're going to have a wicked few hours. I just I also love that he was able to put a fairly particular time frame on on yeah. this conversion as if he's. He's, he's done it before. He's, he's probably done it before. I also, oh, the, the, they made like a little fort together. Yeah. It's just uh, absolutely delightful. But that's one of my, I, I, again, I won't say problems because I really like the start of this series. But um, I think, again, brilliant, brilliant casting, brilliant playing of Cassidy. My only, I, I hope they go in that direction eventually, is that yes, Cassidy is a likeable guy and everyone loves him and things, but. I'm afraid that he gets too likable mm. as a character and they'll avoid going into a bit more of like the darker elements of his background that actually he's not a good he's not really a good guy. Mm. Um I feel confident. I feel like they are going to go in that direction. I, hope I feel so, like they are going to touch it. Cuz again with his his they've immediately changed the dynamic between him and Tulip because mm-hmm. that's already happened cuz uh, well again in the comic it's like Tulip and Jesse are clearly you know they're an ex-couple. They're, they clearly have still have feelings for each other, and they're getting sort of back together again. And Cassidy, because of the kind of character that he is, decides you know up, upends it by going, "Oh, I love you too." To Jesse? Um, no, to to Julie. Oh. He probably loves Jesse well, but he, yeah, he, he you know because at the end of the day, it's like he's quite it's almost like yeah, he's your best mate, but also he's kind of selfish as well, mm. um, and throws that into end. But the way they're sort of handling him, that he he's being the reasonable one of just going like, we should just tell you know, come clean and tell Jesse, and she's like, no. It's almost like it makes him the sympathetic character in this yeah in yeah. this party, which again is like that's not really Cassidy. I can, um, well uh, from in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I I think that's that's a good point. I think he does come off as more sympathetic and reasonable. So I'm afraid sure. that the niceness is going to take over the well because again that's the ultimate end point of the series which we won't talk into now because again books is it's that full thing coming circle that he changes his ways but to get there he's basically I think one of the characters uh, well, in Louisiana, which I don't know if he's going to pop up in this series, we'll see. Uh, describes him that like, yeah, he's your best mate, but one of the best ways to describe Cassidy is like shit follows in his wake, mm. and just the collateral damage of what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm afraid that he's so likable in that role, and uh, th- you know, I... he's so brilliant as a character that that might overtake it, and we don't get the character development that we normally would do. I, I mean I I do agree with you in that he's in these he's totally clearly really likable and I've actually I've uh, I've not seen Joseph Gilgan in anything else to my knowledge so I like but 
he seems, from the stuff that we have seen of him so far, he seems pretty clear to me that, like, I feel like he's he's clearly very capable of playing that kind of thing. And so I think that, like, I feel like long-term... I mean, let's not forget, like, they're, they're probably, they probably are hoping to get, like, five years out of the thing. Mm. Um, I feel like long-term they will go in that direction. Because, like, even, even just in these first two episodes, like, they've... They they they're keen to kind of drop the occasional like allusions to him having like a particularly like a a, a dark past or him having many sides, um, and so I feel like we'll be okay in that respect. And even though obviously him and Tulip um, have uh, slept together, which obviously isn't a development uh, comics wise, I feel like um, I feel like fundamentally it's probably going to be a similar uh, I think we're going to go down a similar path because I feel like as far as I think that he like ultimately does in the show this is I think he does like Tulip yeah. and care for her as we saw from the genius shot of him admiringly watching her sort of shake brains out of her hair which was just oh, that God. in itself is just that's, and, that's and, sheer preaching. And just going back to episode one, I loved because I loved it that he knew uh, what to drink to get the taste of blood out of your mouth. Because of course he would. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel like f- I, I think the uh, long term, I, I, I I'm not too worried about them not tackling that stuff. I feel pretty feel pretty confident. Although I guess one of the interesting things will be. If the show, assuming the show, in like a dream scenario, let's say it gets like five seasons, four yeah. or five seasons, at what point do they start pulling the trigger on all that stuff? Because mm. um, I think like there's only, like you can't, I think it undermines things if if Casting and Jesse were continually going through a loop of like, oh, you're my mate. Oh, but. I've just found out this about you, but you're my mate. Like, if they do that... They've got to have, like, an end goal in sight. Yeah, I, I um, agree, yeah. Uh, they're going to have to start forward planning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you... Like, did you personally find... Um, do you feel like Tulip's working better for you this year? Uh, I am. I, I, again, I, I like her as a character, and I like that them and Jesse uh, are clearly sort of kind of working on their relationship and getting back together again um she's clearly messed up because one of her turns on is someone just breaking down the bathroom door to to get her um one thing i'm a again i'm, I'm trying not to because we don't know where the series is going to go and how much they're going to borrow from the comics is uh they're now heading towards louisiana which again is a big part of one of the volumes mm. in the comic um where certain things happen, uh, which I'm not sure I'm going to say yet in case it does happen. Uh, but they've clearly indicated uh, her sort of criminal background mm. or whatever she's got going on with whatever crime thing she's dealing with yeah. is located in Louisiana. So she's, oh, you know. The one thing I'm worried about is that her plot line is going to overtake a potential one which is Cassidy related, which is what happens when they go to Louisiana in the comic. I mean, I definitely feel like um, I, I, I. It seems to me like the 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 New Orleans events. Yeah, because the, the comic. Yeah, because the. Cast- I think it's far too early. Well, yeah, for that too. Because occur. it's so important 
to the demise of Cassidy's character mm. and the story generally that I'm afraid that they'll replace it with Tulip's own backstory. Like, I think basically, that seems I, 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 quite ho- likely, I yeah. hope that they just make time for both. That is what I would like. Uh, like in in a way, I I I, but I do I like weirdly almost don't hope that because mm. I think like I think it's too early to put too much. Yeah, I almost I don't want them to put too much emphasis on Cassidy's negative traits. Too, I don't want them too late. Uh, well, yeah. well, no, but this could be like the start of it, like yeah. the crack. You know, the, yeah. the crack has started to show in his character. That, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. No, that, that could. Oh yeah, I don't want them to go to full hog. Well, he's a bastard now. Get rid of him. It's like, <laughs> no, I, I just want to take the sort of veneer off the shine of his of him a little bit, just just a little bit. Um, but again, we don't know what they're going to borrow from the comic. I mean, you know, uh, bloody the Meat Man showed up in season one, and Sent that's. Dead. And that's one later on. Speaking so. of like borrowing from the comic, like you know, you kind of mentioned the whole uh, uh, Angel villain grandma and all that kind of business. Like, where would you, where if you kind of like had your pick, where would you like this season to to go? Like, is would that be your for like a sophomore album? Is that the kind of is that the plot line that you'd like them to cover? I, I think they need to, and in terms of where logic, again, just thinking to the comic and the last the last panel of well, it's volume two, isn't it? Volume two. I guess that would be a good way to end the series, really. Uh, is with the culmination of events there. Mm. Um, again, it, it kind of stutters the story a little bit because, like, it, bear in mind again. I'm going to keep saying with the comic is they go to Louisiana like later. Uh, so we're obviously like jumping around the timeline a little bit, but I suppose logically the only place that the sort of Angleville grandmother Joey stuff can fit is at the end of this series, I guess, because that would be, well, yeah, I, I don't think like, I, I mean, I think you definitely call it right in terms of with them doing the coffin illusion. Yeah. Like it feels like that's something they're probably going to tackle sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think they'll lose. I, I don't think they'll be losing any sleep over doing executing plot lines either a at all, but probably like I don't think they'll be worried about doing them in a particular order. So like, it- or just a thought uh, that could be the end of this season is where they take him back, and then season three. Like the mm. first half of it could be him trapped there. Yeah, yeah, quite. So either way, I think as long as they address it, because again, it's just such an interesting part of his of uh, his backstory. No, that I do think, and they've clearly uh, referenced it, so they're clearly thinking about it. And I think of of the entire run of the comic, I feel like it's you know it's it's easily one of the most memorable aspects, and in a way, it's like it's a bit of a like, I imagine like Garth Ennis would be like, "Well, fuck off," um, because there's, you, no one likes being told that something that you've done relatively early on in proceedings is some of your best stuff. But like, I feel like it's. I I think if you were to, I feel like it's it's in my like top two or yeah. three like storylines or sections of the whole run. It's just so. It's it is iconic. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but well, just on the on the Garth Ennis one, like well, firstly, Garth Ennis is mental. Oh right, okay. <laughs> as, uh, as judged by some of his later work, uh, and two, uh, 
I accepted like a long time, like Preacher is like my favorite comic book series of all time. Um, I accepted a very long time ago that like this was a, again, even when it was talking about movies and animated series and then eventually this series that they were going to have to make some changes uh, because there is no way in hell that some of the stuff that happens in the comic will make it past the censor, mm. you know, or, or even just make sense. So I'm fine with them chopping and changing stuff just as long as they keep certain elements and locations and storylines in the story. It doesn't matter what order they happen in, I guess, as mm. long as it forms a cohesive story. Um, I'm just babbling now. Yeah, no, no, that's not my at point. All. Basically, change is good. They're going to have to change some stuff. I'm fine with that. It's... I will keep referencing the comics for reference, but at the end of the day, I think the series is off to a very strong start. Yeah. Speaking of the series being kind of like of its own, like the series just as, like not necessarily as reference to the comics, just kind of like out on its own. Yes, yeah, so... I must admit that I was I was a little sad to see. Uh, you're killed yeah because i well, I well one it I was he was great in the episode yes, yes and it was, was really it was a really cool convincing plot line made total sense yet at the same time like i i i thought he was i i really like i don't know the guy's name but i really like the actor whenever he turns up in something yeah i thought he was great in that role and i actually could have easily seen more of him yeah yeah like i i could see him integrating into the group really well as because whenever you have a character who like mentally is not does not function fundamentally in the same way as everyone else yeah in so like I, that's always a, a real gold mine and so like I, I guess we easily could see him again in some capacity but I uh, yeah I really liked him so I'm kind of sad to see him go yeah like because I with seeing season one again like just a couple of months ago and being aware that he kind of got off the bus at the end so he was still sort of like alive in the story world. Yeah. I kind of, in a way, I was looking forward to him potentially being like a semi-recurring character. Yeah. But that's... But, you know. uh, again, just thinking about like, w- again, what he wanted is like, I couldn't really imagine any other way it could have gone, really. Mm. Uh, is that he doesn't like it here. So... Uh, no, I'm, I'm not so keen myself. Mm. So <laughs> okay, that's an interesting point. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you want to do some heroin? Yes. Do you have? Any I don't. Her- I don't have vampiric toughness to withstand the heroin there, so only a little bit of heroin. That's the. That's it's. That's the best way to start. I've heard. Um, yeah. So should we bring this episode to a close? Well, this heroin's not going to do, do it. And, and, and do some heroin. Yes. Yay. Sounds fantastic. Okay. So, well, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? Well, Phil, I will tell you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Sykes one hundred eight. Also, my uh, blog, where my other podcasty stuff lives, uh, is allofwineandspace.blogspot.co.uk. It's a great place to be. It is. I, I, I venture there uh, from time to time myself. Every day? No, not every day. I have, no, st- I, I have, stuff, I have stuff to do. I'm an allotment now. so uh, Oh, do you? Yeah, it's, no. it's coming along really well. Actually. Nice. Anyway, yes, so yeah. How I'm, about you, I'm, though? Where do you where, where will I find you? Where you find me? I, well, I'm all over the place. but In every, your allotment, presumably. On but... my allotment, uh, every weekend, without fail. <laughs> uh, but uh, the best place to find me is because uh, all, all roads, like my podcast and YouTube... 
and everything flows through Twitter, which is uh, at HousebrokenGeek, mm. uh, is the best place to find me. Which is a um, reference, of course, to you finally being able to use a toilet. Yes, uh, it is also a reference to a comedy show that I was going to write a year ago and still have not got around to it. It's a good, so, it's uh, a good title regardless, though. Thank you. You should so, trademark uh, that. I... I Damn, you've probably somebody who already got it. <laughs> uh, well, if, well, I do have a blog that I hardly update, and I should get on that. Uh, and it was going to be the Housebroken Geek, but someone's already took it, so it's just Housebroken Geek. What an asshole! Uh, I know, and and it's just my OCD is like, but I'll, I'm over it now. I'm over it. So yeah, so this was the uh, the Praying for Preacher podcast. Uh, Thank you guys uh, very much for listening. Yeah, we'll so be back with you in a few weeks to. Uh, after Discuss episode the next... four, are we going to go? I don't know. We'll see. We'll consult. Uh... We're, both, we're both busy people. I mean, I, I'm, I'm starting to direct a play. You assume we're going to get some more heroin. That, yeah, if I survive this batch. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, right, we're going to do that. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening. If you could, you know, give us a like, give us a share, uh, threaten six of your friends to listen to this. Uh, every little helps. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again soon. Right, bye. Bye-bye.